Social Zoom Factor, episode 157. Driving results in business these days takes something special. It's a combination of the right info and the right energy. Pam Moore has both and is here to help you avoid the pitfalls and guide your business and life by leveraging and integrating social media, powerful branding, and digital marketing. Welcome to Social Zoom Factor. Now it's time to live life Zoomed. The Marketing Nuts Agency helps companies transform their social and digital business from the inside out. Visit their website at www.themarketingnutswithaz.com for a client list, case studies, and some amazing free resources to get you started down the path of success. Does your current website or blog got you down? Do you need a better hosting platform to help your business zoom turbo versus speeds that are slow and holding you back? No need to look any further than our partner HostGator. Have an existing site? No worries. They can seamlessly transfer your existing site for free and have you zooming turbo in no time for as little as $4 a month. Check them out at HostGator.com and save 30% on new hosting packages using the coupon code Zoom or simply go to socialzoomfactor.com slash HostGator. Hey there, Zoomers, and welcome to Social Zoom Factor. This is your host, Pam Moore. I am super excited about today's episode because we are completely changing gears. And today I am going to be providing some insight nuggets into how we run our agency. And we are going to be talking about 13 strategies and tips for effective client onboarding. As most of you know, I am the CEO and co-founder of Marketing Nuts. We are an experiential branding, social media, and digital marketing agency. And we help brands of all sizes from small business, uh, solopreneurs, entrepreneurs, well-funded startups, all the way to enterprise corporations, tech, uh, B2B, B2C type of organizations. So we kind of span, you know, the globe on, on who we work with and what we do. And so over the years, we have learned a ton when it comes to onboarding clients. And no matter what kind of business you are in, particularly if you are in a, a services type of business or any type of software business, how you onboard clients clients is so important, no matter, even if you're doing manufacturing, how are you bringing them into your world? How are you servicing them? And as I always say, it's so important that we delight our customers at every single touch point. And that's something that is within our mission statement for our organization is, and I tell this to my team every single day with every single one of our clients, every day we should be thinking about what have I done to delight and serve my customers today? How have I made their life and or their business better? How have I made it easier for them to achieve their goals? And how you on onboard clients is so very important because it is those first brand impressions with you. And they may have met you online, they may have met you at an event, and you find yourself in this, you know, professional, contractual business relationship with them. And then how you bring them on board is so important.
important because so many organizations struggle with having great marketing messages and great websites and maybe even the sales guy or the business development person is just you know, out of this world, amazing relationship type of person. And then they get started with the business and they feel like a number or they feel like nobody cares about them or, you know, people aren't returning their calls or they don't know when the project is going to start. So effective client onboarding is really important to number one, make sure that you make that client happy as they're starting with you, but that you are able to retain that client and that they become truly successful and you're able to show them all the wonderful things that you are can do for them and you have that opportunity to serve them. So as we talk about these strategies and tips today, I'm going to be putting it in the framework of, of an agency or of a consultant. So it's really just so we can make it tactical and we can make it real. So I'm going to use some real examples examples from our agency and from our client base. But the the goal is that any type of business that is onboarding clients is going to be able to absolutely benefit from this discussion and this information. And I want to point out that you can also download, we have an agency Zoom kit and you can go to socialzoomfactor.com slash agency Zoom. And it has loads of resources in one zip file that we use with with our clients. And it's a lot of the resources I'm going to talk about today. You can also go to the show notes page for this episode at socialzoomfactor.com slash 157 because this is episode 157 and I will make sure to link some great resources there, past podcasts, and even a link to a webinar that I did with our partners and friends and sponsors over at Sprout Social. So I did a full webinar on this topic a couple months ago as well. So I'll make sure to include a link to that also. But when it comes to any type of business, you know, whether you're a marketing agency, no matter what you are, there are so many opportunities we have to work with brands and clients of all shapes and sizes. And although some may focus on a certain niche or industry, many consultants and agencies work with clients from varying industries, experiences, and levels of understanding of what social media really is. So for us, we can work with a client. To, I'll be, today is a great example. I've been on back-to-back client meetings all day. They have varied from you know an, a, an enterprise organization talking with their corporate social media people that know this stuff like the back of you know their hand and then I jump on a call next with a solo entrepreneur that's starting a business that you know eventually they want to get very soon on Shark Tank and it's a product that they have built and invested their life in they don't know the first thing about social media. So that happens in a half hour time frame. We're juggling these types of clients. Each client has different expectations, goals, objectives, and an understanding of what social media is, of what digital marketing is. And although it may be tempting for us to take any client, a key to success is ensuring that your client is a match for your business, is a match for our agency. And it's critical that as we 
are onboarding them that they are taken care of from the start. Okay, I need to know that that person doesn't know the first thing about Facebook or that they're an expert about Facebook because the people that I assign to work on the team need to be able to communicate with that customer in a very uh, effective way and that they need to be at the same level and understanding. And, you know, if it's a client that needs a ton of extra handholding, I need to have team on that account that's going to be able to do that and isn't going to get frustrated with that, but it, you know, has a heart to serve in that type of, of way. Because a client's first interaction with an agency sets the entire stage for how that relationship is going to kick off. And we only have one chance to make a great team first, second, and third impression. So why not make it the best that it can possibly be? So let's talk about these 13 strategies and tips, okay? Number one is know your customer. Because before we can even start an onboarding process, we need to research our customers and the key contacts within the client organization. So check them out on social. Uh, do your research. Who are you working with within that client account? If they are social, you're going to be able to find them online. You'll you'll be able to find them on LinkedIn. You'll probably be able to find them on Twitter. You'll be able to find them on Facebook or Instagram. Maybe, you know, even some of the, the video live streaming apps, maybe. And find out what they're into. How do they like to communicate? You have the opportunity now with social media to know your customer better than you've ever had that opportunity before. You don't have to wait for them to tell you everything. If they are a social client, it's all out there for you to to listen and understand and to grab that information and figure out how you can use that, not in a stalking way, but in a way that's going to help you better serve them, in a way that's going to help you understand what their strengths are, what their weaknesses are, what skills and experiences do they have that are going to be able to help you assess how much time you need to spend in training, um, how much you will or will not need to handhold them as they come on board. Look at what their past jobs were. Know who they are and, and leverage social to get to know them better. Tip number two is to use social to start nurturing client relationships. So engage with your client team on social media. If they're on Twitter, talk to them on Twitter. If they're on Instagram, go talk to them on Instagram. Share one of their recent posts that they have written. If they are a blogger or if they're tweeting on the weekend, you know, build a relationship and it doesn't have to wait to start to build that relationship until the project officially kicks off. You can start those conversations ahead of time. You know, we find that our clients love that as we start to onboard them. And we have a lot of enterprise clients we're working with now as well, where as we're meeting extended team members, that's the first thing we're doing before we're hopping on a, a conference call with, you know, 10 new people. We're making sure that we're researching them. When I hop on the line onto a conference call, I know what that Twitter handle is. I know where that person lives. I know uh, what they like to do. And you can learn a lot about people just from uh, a Twitter bio or, you know, where, where they've been, where they've worked, what recommendations they have. And the list goes on and on. But make sure that you're using social to nurture relationships, not to just blast your own agency messages to the world. And this is so true, particularly if you are working in the social and digital space, then your clients are going to see that you walk the walk. You're not just talking the talk. You're using social to build a relationship with them and that you value spending part of your day to invest in that relationship before they're even officially onboarded. And our clients, when we do this, it, it often takes them by surprise. They love it. You know, I've never had a client complain about us doing this. 
Tip number three is start communication with the client early. So like I said, even if it's not ready to kick off the official project, find small ways and small reasons that you can communicate with your clients. So even if you have a backlog of getting a client onboarded for whatever reason, send copies of signed contracts, send logons to team project systems, send information they're going to need. You know, we have get started videos for how our clients get started with us. We have training videos for things that they need to know as they work with us, things that help them understand our methodology. Those we all keep in a, in a team system, a project management system that we give them as early access to as we can. So we'll give them logins to that two weeks ahead of when their project is officially kicking off. Some clients, you know, we may assign homework, even for some of the solopreneurs, we may assign training modules that they need to go watch. And they love it because then they're, they're getting a taste of you. They're getting a taste of your brand. They're getting a taste of how you communicate, you're educating them. So find ways to communicate with them, even if it's just through email and to make sure that you're keeping that pulse. Because what may seem like a short time to you, because you are so busy, you may have two weeks that you can't even think about them yet. And that may be hopefully part of the contract that they know they're going to be waiting two weeks. It may be two weeks to you that seems like it goes way too fast. When a customer has written you a check and they cannot wait to start their project, two weeks can feel like a lifetime. So keep that, keep that into consideration. Tip number four is to make sure that you brief your team on the client and the project before the kickoff call. Do not wait until the kickoff call to educate your team on who the client is. You know, when you do this, it becomes so obvious to the client that that is what is happening. And it makes it so easy then for unrealistic start dates and um, execution and milestone dates to be set because nobody knows what they're doing on that call. So make sure that you have clear objectives for the project. You communicate with those with your team ahead of time. Each team member knows what his or her role is. And this is even if they are an external consultant you're using. Even if you have a, a team that includes you know, core team members that are your employees or your full-time contractors, or if you have external third-party resources you're using, everybody needs to know what everybody's role is because the first kickoff meeting meeting with that client is going to make or break that relationship. You better have your act together before you hop on that call with the client. You you should all know who's on first, who's on second, who's on third, and who's you know going to help you make that home run. Tip number five is to begin organizing the project before the kickoff. So take the time to do the work, roll up your sleeves and organize it. Document as much as you know about the project. I love one pagers and I've been using those my entire, you know, 15, 20 years in business and marketing. I believe everything that we do in business, if it can't be put on a one pager, we shouldn't be doing it. If we can't put it on one page to explain what we're doing, why we're doing it, then we need to go back to the drawing board because we need to have objectives, we need to have goals. So if possible, um, you know, start to, to pull the information together, make a screen grab if you need to have the statement of work so you can share it with the team. Um, start to create those service briefs uh, early, right? Get somebody on your team that does these things as soon as that deal is closed and otherwise a rack a rocky handoff from a sales or business development team to the execution team can cause a lot of bumps in the robe when you are kicking off a new project. 
Tip number six is to keep the project organized from day one. And I mean everything. And anybody on my team will tell you that I am such a stickler for these things. Because to me, what some people call organized, I don't think is organized. All right. When I say organized, I want it organized. I want to have a list of what are all the client inputs that we have. You know, this is where those one pagers come in very handy. What are the deliverables? What are the milestones? What's the review cycles? We need to know the details of the project in order for us to be successful. Do not let the details fall through the cracks. And to me, email is the worst project management system. Nobody in their right mind can or should be managing a project that your client is paying for through email. You need to have it more organized than that. And tap into the power of some of the online project management tools. Just do a search on Google and I guarantee you will find a ton of them. We happen to use a program called Teamwork PM and I will include a link to that on the show notes page. But it's a it's a very straightforward, simple project management system. It works with our enterprise clients all the way down to our small business and entrepreneurial type of clients and startups. I used to use Basecamp. It's a little bit cheaper. Uh, I like the interface, but the user interface better for teamwork and our clients tend to like it better too. It works a little bit better with my brain, but I know a lot of people use Slack. It's a good thing for communication and there's Trello. There's all kinds of of platforms out there you can check out. So you just got to find what's going to work with your brain, your team, your clients, how in depth you want to get that type of thing. Because the last thing you want to do is just go, you know, buy a tool and then have nobody to even be able to use it. So you need to make sure that it fits your internal team framework skill set as well is is going to match with your clients. And your clients may need some training to be able to really leverage that tool in the best way. So we make sure that we provide training during onboarding to help make sure they understand just how we're going to be managing their project, particularly if it is complex, because you don't want the tool getting in the way of your product, the tool should of your service, the tool should be helping you not hurting you. You don't want a client to be getting frustrated because they don't know your tools. So take the time to find out what types of tools are available for that training, and what type of resources you are going to need to provide to make sure that your client can just get organized and your team can get organized. Tip number seven is to make sure that you are establishing realistic expectations, starting with kickoff timing and early project milestones, okay? This is so important because do not kick off the project with the client until you are 100% ready to kick it off. And I'll tell you, we learned this the hard way and you would think that me having spent 15 years in corporate, I would know because that was my pet peeve in my corporate days was having our teams when they would set unrealistic expectations internally, knowing we weren't going to make a date and we would just keep moving the project schedule and having to reschedule out and beta development phases and launches and it used to drive me nuts. But what happens, particularly if you are a new business and even a lot of times in the corporate world, you just have so much pressure. And particularly with a startup, you need funding, right? So you're like, yeah, I'll do this project and you know, we'll start this project on this date. And then three more new clients come along and everybody goes into freak out city mode. So you you need to make sure you're setting proper expectations. Plan for the worst and hope for the best is what I always say. So I would much rather under promise and over deliver than setting a date that we are not going to be able to make. 
right? So I, I put dates out there and then always work to make sure we're beating them. Uh, do not kick the project off until you, with the client until, like I said, your, your team is briefed, your online project system is ready to rock and roll, and you know for a fact that you're going to be able to deliver to the highest quality service possible. Delaying the kickoff by a few days or even a week or more may be the best strategy if you don't have the available resources to guarantee an amazing start. Okay, that's all there is to it. If you aren't ready to rock and roll that kickoff, then don't start the kickoff. You're better off waiting a week so you can just make that launch be amazing with that client. So I know we are deep into some tips on how to make sure you are doing effective and amazing client onboarding, but we need to hear a few words from our sponsors and then we'll share the rest of the tips with you. So give them a listen and I'll be right back. Would you like to get your business Zooming Turbo online, but don't know where to start? Is website development not your thing? Check out HostGator.com for all of your hosting needs. They have easy one-click WordPress installs or drag and drop website builders. If you need even more help, their website design, setup, SEO, and even managed services can have you Zooming in no time. We have been hosting our own and client sites at HostGator for years, and I can personally validate that their service by far beats out their competition. With one little tweet, email, or chat conversation, they are there and ready to help you Zoom or resolve any issues that may come up 24-7, 365 days of the year. HostGator has the capacity to grow with you and scale when and how you need them to without headache or costing you a fortune. Check out HostGator.com today and save 30% on new hosting packages with coupon code Zoom or simply go to socialzoomfactor.com slash HostGator. Again, that's social zoomfactor.com slash hostgator. Do you ever feel stuck in a rut like your online business and social business isn't all that it could be? The Marketing Nuts Agency helps small businesses clear up to the Fortune 50 brands, provide clarity and vision for current and future programs. The Marketing Nuts believe in ROI-driven decision-making while still inspiring audiences with relevant content. From social business strategy and consultation, influencer marketing, to corporate training and workshops, and fully outsourced digital and social programs, the Marketing Nuts helps you prioritize your investment, impact business goals, and inspire your audience to invest in a relationship with you. To start the conversation, visit www.themarketingnuts.com. With a Z dot com. I'm back. Okay, tip number eight is to make sure that you select the right social media or other tools for the right phase of the project. So if you are an agency, a social media agency specifically, or whatever you do, don't let a client's excitement for a shiny new tool push you into wasting time on implementing and training them on something that they are not ready for. So ensure that anything you're using, whether you're a social agency, whether it's, you know, Facebook, uh, Periscope, Meerkat, Instagram, Twitter, and they're wanting you to train them on this tools and technology, make sure that it aligns with your business goals and the objectives for the project. And I've seen this happen over and over, particularly with a lot of small agencies 
agencies and consultants that come to us for help. And, you know, we offer a lot of training and we help a lot of consultants and PR agencies, that type of thing out. And that's something I see all the time is they end up in these cycles of spending time on wasted um, tools and technology that the client isn't even going to use. So you need to focus, 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 and make sure that you have those goals and objectives from the start. And that's why I always recommend um, before you are even jumping into any technology, you absolutely understand your audience and your goals and objectives. And that's why I always push you to our audience analysis worksheet, which helps you uh, prioritize your audiences and make sure that your social media strategy is built and, and based upon those needs of your audience. So you can download that worksheet that will help you put together your strategy. Just go to socialzoomfactor.com slash audience. Make sure you're selecting the right tools for the phase of the project, bottom line. Tip number nine is to load the client's social profiles into your social media management systems, such as Sprout Social, which we're a big user of, also like Hootsuite, as soon as the client provides you the social profile um, credentials. So if you're a social media agency, make sure that as soon as you get those logons, even, you know, if it's before kickoff, if you can get them loaded so that the analysis can begin quickly and you can have some fast, easy, early wins with reporting because clients absolutely love to be educated with real data early in the project. So even before you've done a lot of work, if you can load their social profiles into Sprout Social or whatever, you know, social dashboard management system you're using, you can have some reports for them within the first week, first couple weeks, and it will show them that you are serious about making data-driven decisions and that the tools and services are absolutely going to be worth their investment or, you know, whatever they're doing with you. And you can make this apply to what Whatever type of business you're in, whether you're doing social media, digital marketing, or you're doing another completely different type of business, how can you take information that you need from them? You know, if they're giving you access to their email marketing system, they're giving you access to whatever type of manufacturing system you have. I don't know what your business is. How can you leverage that to create um, some early win data for them that you're going to need for the project anyway? So look for opportunities where you're going to need to compile that information anyway to make um, decisions on their project or to execute their project and then just provide that to them as early as you can. Tip number 10 is goes right along with this. And this is looking for and delivering early wins. So provide early results on research, reporting, and ensure that you are checking in with that client proactively. So even if the project is expected to take 10 to 12 weeks for maybe a big research, you know, audit process, we do a lot of audit and strategy work with our clients. So when we start off, you know, those first couple months, we're often spending time researching on, you know, really digging into their social strategy, their business strategy, their marketing strategy, their digital strategies. And then we come back with a social execution, digital execution plan. So even if the project is expected to take 10 to 12 weeks, we make sure that we're working in parallel tracks in, in some of those phases. So we look for early wins where we can bring data back to them, where we can bring key learning back to them that's going to help us make decisions in later phases. And a few weeks, like I said, may seem like months to your client when they are waiting for results that they need. They're waiting for your report. They're waiting for your analysis to make big marketing or business decisions. What seems short to you seems like a lifetime to that client. So look for easy and maybe even sometimes complicated 
ways that you can deliver early wins for them. So they can take that back to their board, take that back to their stakeholders, their executive management, so they can show some you know tangible work of what you're doing. That's huge. Tip number 11 is to simply keep communication flowing and ensure that you have a central point of contact for the client. And I know some of this stuff seems like communication 101, but it's amazing how many companies don't do this, all right? Make certain that your client knows who is their primary point of contact. And no matter what is needed, that that person is only an email, a, you know, a text, uh, a phone call or a tweet away. And all of my clients know they are never going to reach me on my desk phone. They just know that. That's one of the first things I tell them. If you need to reach me, you know, text me, call me, email me. Those are the three ways you're going to get a hold of me. And then tweet me or Facebook me. And for me, Facebook is not a good response mechanism. I read a lot of stuff on Facebook and I always tell my clients, colleagues, friends, and partners, I'm not good at replying on Facebook because I get so many messages that come in. I may see your message on Facebook, but if you ever are frustrated that I'm not replying to you on Facebook, you probably should just send me an email because I don't use it that often as a reply mechanism because it's just, it's, it's doesn't work for me. There's too much going on on Facebook. So Make sure you're clear with your client. How are you going to communicate with them? Who is going to be their primary point of contact? In what way are you going to communicate with them the best so that they know they are going to get a response? Because you don't want them sending a message, in my case, to Facebook expecting to get a response. And they need to know that they're probably not going to get a response from me on Facebook. You know, the chances would be higher that they would get a response from me on Twitter and my text and email. That's going to be the way you're calling my cell phone. Every client I have has my cell phone number and they know they can call that day or night or weekends. Okay, tip number 12 is to understand the communication flow of the client. So what information does the client need to provide to other people within their organization, to other third-party stakeholders? What do they need to provide to management? Uh, How can you help make their life easier and make their job easier and make their work more impactful? Understand where your work fits in. So is your project a part of a bigger project? Is is there other people within the organization that you need to be working with? Do you need to be making, you know, other touch points within the organization? And we're always looking for ways that we can better work help our client work across their organization, particularly in a larger organization, and it helps that my partner and I have, you know, 15 years working in corporate America, we've been in their shoes. So I know how hard it is to get buy-in on programs. I know how hard it is to, you know, walk around with that 10 cup trying to get your budget. So if your client needs help achieving budget for the next 18 months, you need to help them do that. You need to help them look like a hero and be a hero within their organization. You need to understand the people that they're accountable to communicate with. And so you can be providing that information. So example, when we deliver a client audit or a report or, you know, a strategy, we have multiple slices and dices of that document. We're sharing it, you know, in one version for the executives, we're sharing it in one version for our key stakeholder that we're working with, that that's the project lead. And then we have, you know, another version that may be for, you know, other more extended team members or even third party partners that they have. So I always believe in create once, use many. So create that core set of documents and information and resources and then slice and dice it the way that you need to to make it digestible for all of the people that your client is working with on a daily basis and quarterly basis. That could include the board. That could include executive 
you know, C-level executives all the way down to team members and the people that work for them. And last but not least, tip number 13 is so important. Even with all these systems we're talking about, all these communication flows, all these project management dashboards and social dashboards and, you know, one pagers, make it human understand how you can make your client team and stakeholders heroes within their organization. Because I truly believe that agency success comes in the form of helping your clients achieve big wins and business goals. So can the work that you're doing, no matter what kind of company you are, help them be more respected, help them earn trust, help them grow in their careers? Because successful companies, and particularly when it comes to marketing and social and digital marketing and consulting type of companies, need to build a foundation from effective client onboarding. We face so many pressures as consultants and agencies and you know service providers in juggling the livelihood of not only our own brands, but also of all of these clients that we work with. The onboarding is just a small, but a very important first step. And it is a first step that you cannot skip because if you miss the onboarding, you're going to mess up everything. So you need to make it human from the beginning. You need to make it human so your client knows that you are human. You need to try to make things as good as you can, as close to perfect, but remember perfection is the enemy of good. And sometimes really good is good enough. And you need to know when that is, you know, for a client kickoff, I like to have things as close to perfect as I possibly can. Now, as we start to build a relationship and as we're, you know, nurturing that environment and that ecosystem between us and the client and they we get comfortable with, you know, how much of a draft document does that client like to see, then you may start to share, you know, more draft work. You may start to be a little bit okay. Here's a first draft. Take a look. If it has a typo, that's okay. But you need to know your customer and you need to, they need to know that you're human and you need to treat them like a human, obviously not like a credit card or a you know dollar bill. So anyway, those are some of the core strategies and tactics and tips that I think are critical to any business, particularly in the service industry that is onboarding clients. So I hope that this information was extremely useful for you today. I hope that this helps you. I've heard from a lot of you that you have been struggling with onboarding clients, with winning new clients, with retaining clients and loyalty. And I know it can be really overwhelming and particularly for people working in the social media and digital space. You have got to make sure that every brand and service delivery touch point with your client is as high as it can be. Because you know what? If you're not, somebody else is. Because if you're in the same space as me, for example, I guarantee you that we are working on every single touch point with our customer from the first email that they get from us before they're working with us, when they're closing the deal with us, when we're under contract with them to every single service touch point. So if you're not doing that, you know what? Your competition is. So you need to be thinking about onboarding as a critical phase to sustaining your business. It's one of the most important phases. And it's one that even so many creative people, I think, uh, ignore because we've done some work with some external third parties. I worked in corporate for 15 years. Okay. I used a ton of agencies. And so this is why I started my own agency. 
I saw clear gaps in the market. There was not an agency that was pulling these pieces together and able to orchestrate success. And I wound up, you know, everyone told me you're, you're running an agency inside a corporate. And I had people that I was using for content, people that I was using for digital, people that I was using for brand, all separate people because there weren't agencies that knew how to do what I needed them to do with the service level and the quality and the time delivery that I needed. Okay, so that's why I started my agency was to build an agency that is agile, to build an agency that cares about onboarding, to build an agency that cares about quality, but yet being agile and being able to work hand in hand with that client. So if you're not doing this, I guarantee you have competitors that are. So you better figure it out. So I'll leave you with that. I know your time is limited. I thank you so much for your time today. And I hope that this information was beneficial. That's a wrap. If you're ready to Zoom your business and Zoom your life, then don't let the end of this episode be the end of your journey. Visit socialzoomfactor.com zoom for incredible free resources and guides. And be sure to join the Social Zoom Factor mailing list so you never miss an episode. We'll see you next time on Social Zoom Factor. Oh,